0: What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench Podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm your host, Jackson Filio, joined today by Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen of WashingtonWizards.com. We've got an interview later on with Wizards assistant coach Robert Pack, but we want to start talking a little bit about Bradley Beal and what he's been up to these last two games. It's been uh, the best basketball he's played in his career, uh, consecutive 53-plus point games from Beal. Uh, you know, last night was a overtime loss to the league-leading Milwaukee Bucks. Brad scores 22 points in the final eight minutes of the fourth quarter, digs the Wizards back into the game, sends it to overtime. The Wizards come up short at the end. Chris Middleton goes crazy in the final minute and a half or so of overtime. But what what Brad has done here in the last couple of games has been nothing short of amazing. What, what have you guys seen?
1: Yeah, he's been... He's been incredible. He's reached a level where we've always known that he's an all-star level talent. We've we've often stated that he is an all-NBA level talent. I think that now, hopefully, more and more people are beginning to see that as a cold heart fact. I mean, there are very few players in the NBA that can go on a run like he went on last night. I mean, the just there there's just a handful that's just the facts like there's only a handful of players who are capable enough to take the attention that he gets on a regular basis for the entire game let alone in crunch time deal with it create contact create opportunities for his teammates um, and score himself still Um, so those are the things that i mean it was truly remarkable to watch the these last two games have been unbelievable um, and for all the usage, and obviously you know, it takes a lot of opportunities to score fifty plus points. He's still been pretty efficient, and and he's the the run that he went on last night was just uh, it was memorable. It was special. I think we'll remember watching that for a long time. It's not very often somebody scores that much in the NBA anywhere. Yeah, I mean we talked a ton before
0: the All Star break, as he's going on a ten game run, averaging thirty five points a game or so. About whether or not there is even another level that it could be taken to it turns out there is Rosen what what is he doing differently in in these last few games
2: than he was in the prior hot stretch I think he's more so just almost demanding the ball I mean you know for all the playmaking that he has improved I do think he knows that he needs to score a lot of points for this team to win and that reality has been setting in, as we'll talk about, the last, the first three games after the break, the team is struggling. And I don't know if that's the best way for the team to win when he is shooting like this, but if he's going to score 50-plus points, uh, I don't think you're going to argue with it. Um, also, the way he's been getting to the line, you know, mm-hmm. he's averaging over 10 attempts in the last N number of games. I don't know how many, um, but I think the number that stands out to me now is, like, he's second in the NBA in scoring now. Like, he's averaging over 30 points a game. Like, put that into context. Yeah. And, yes, the NBA has more points than ever. Yes, he plays a lot of minutes, not as much as he played last year. Mm-hmm. And James Harden is very ahead of him. But the fact that that guy is scoring 30 points a game on a team that has 20 wins and has has some impressive wins. I mean, this Wizards team, for everyone who you know gets frustrated by the bad losses or quote-unquote bad losses, like subpar teams lose to subpar teams. I don't think anyone thought this team would have 20 plus wins at this point in the year, Mm -hmm. and they're stuck on 20. They should, you know, be able to bounce back soon. They were close against the Bucks game. I think the game as a whole was so memorable. It wasn't just Brad. You know, Rui had a big shot. Shabazz Napier had a big game. Um, The fact that they held the honest like pretty much in check as much as you really can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Middleton is just a a really talented and underappreciated all star in this league, and you can't let a guy like that get going. Robin Lopez, you know doing all his three point celebrations. It was a good game. Like it was a fun yeah. game. I yep. you know, talking to the Bucks people after like they were it was just fun. Like pre-game with all the G-Wiz stuff and during the game like two really good players going head to head. Yeah, and I mean there's no doubt that the Wizards want to turn some of these performances
0: into wins. Brad mentioned post-game he's not satisfied. I think he even said you can throw the 250 point games away, which is uh, you know, maybe overstating a little bit you know he takes a little bit of pride in how awesome those performances were but he yeah makes we won't a point. be doing like, that but yeah yeah <laughs> we we will mention these 50 point games over and over again over the next couple weeks however um, he makes a point you need to turn these into wins but if we're going to pretend that you know this game against Milwaukee was anything other than you know a, a positive it was for this team mm-hmm. and where they're at and you know being down 20 in the third quarter you you have to look at that as a positive and I, I think for the most part people are
1: yeah, and it shows the fact that he did it against the Bucks. I think is important. Obviously, Giannis fouled out down the stretch. That changes the game tremendously. But we, I think, we learned a couple things. We learned that Brad very much is that big game player. He can compete against big time teams. The Bucks are still a remarkably good team without Giannis on the floor. We learned on the other side how important Chris Middleton is to their efforts this season. I mean, he is an outstanding player. I mean, two or three years ago, we were talking about it's Chris Millen, an all-star. You know, it's the honestest team. All these things. We, he's outstanding. He's he is really something to watch. Um, we saw it go. He we saw him go toe to toe with Brad, who was on fire for really the entire fourth overtime, all that. Um, but this is a these are these are good tests for this young Wizards team to be against these big time teams who we know will be in the at the forefront of the playoff conversation. The Bucks will all but certainly be the first seed in the East and, uh, you know, a favorite to go to the finals. And for them to push them this way, I think, is really impressive. I think the
0: offensive numbers are really fun, and Brad's going to draw the attention. And season-high 27 points from Shabazz Napier. But give Rui Hachimura some credit for what he did on the defensive end with Giannis early. He, it, You're never going to completely shut somebody like Giannis down, but he gave him fits. Giannis was not even able to finish the game, fouled out with a few to go yeah. in regulation. Rui really, really did a good job, I think, against Giannis.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of credit for his defense because I don't know at the four position if he's in the best position to succeed. But as a perimeter defender, when someone starts out on the paint, his size and length is really important. And he almost matches up really well with a guy like Giannis. Maybe not, you know, I, I don't know who's a, a similar – like guarding a five that posts up like an Andre Drummond's not a good matchup for Rui. But he's more of a three than a five, so mm-hmm. – Him guarding Giannis made sense, and he used his strength. Rui can get way stronger still, just like Giannis was when he was a rookie. He was—you look at the pictures—he was a slim, Um, and you know Rui could still grow too in height. So it was impressive. I thought the whole team—you know—they gave up too many threes, but the Bucks made so many shots, Um, and just the way they fought back, especially after the night before in Chicago, uh, it was impressive. I mean, you don't get the win. Yes, it, it it sucks. You don't get the win, but like, come on, yeah. to to show that effort against that team, literally a single digit losses this year. Yep. Yeah. Um, and,
0: and we talk about Rui's defense a little bit and what he's shown so far. It's it's nowhere near the end of you know his development. In fact, it's just very much the beginning. Coach Brooks has talked about the different things that he can improve on. Rui has talked about the things he can improve on. All he has to do as a rookie is show some flashes, and he has shown so many flashes in his time this season on both ends of the court. I think last night was a really fun, different aspect that that he showed. Um, Let's transition a little bit to some segments. We're going to play some stock up, stock down. Uh, First up, stock up, hustle. Wizards hustle stats over the month of February have been outstanding. There was uh, so much talk about the team's defense early in the season, around the turn of the new year the defense improved but still you heard from coach brooks that he, he just wanted the team to be a little scrappier fight a little bit more in february first in loose balls recovers second in charges drawn seventh in deflections the, the team has i mean you give up i know it goes to overtime but you give up 130 plus to milwaukee they're a very good offensive team the team still has steps to to take defensively where they can improve but from a scrappiness standpoint things have improved drastically
1: yeah, there's been a renewed energy and and they've seen they've seen direct results. They've they've seen what it means to them on the offensive end. You'll hear coach Pack talk about that the but just upping intensity. So much of defense it, in the NBA it's a little bit different. You obviously you have to be aware of schemes, be aware of opponents, what they like to do offensively, but still a huge part of playing defense is just effort and just getting up in people's faces pin. Shabazz Napier is excellent at doing that. Jerome Robinson's excellent at doing that. We know that Isak Bonga can play really good defense. He took some turns on Giannis as well, and I think acquitted himself pretty well. Rui has the frame to do it. Uh, Troy Brown has the, a long frame to do it. So there's there's all these guys that have the potential um, to be good defenders, and I, and I think we've seen them all put in that collective effort. Mo Wagner is somebody that we've talked about for the whole season in that sense. So Seeing them begin to put those pieces together, and again, with a young team that hasn't been through all these things together yet, this is the first time playing together for most of these guys this season, it takes time, it's just a natural progression that probably can't happen as fast as everybody wants, but I think they're seeing the puzzle pieces kind of start to fall in of, of what happens when they put in the requisite effort, when they put in the reps of you know starting to see teams again, and all these all these things of combining the study and the effort. And we'll just see that it's a benchmark that they still have to keep, keep improving on yeah.
0: stock down would be the team's momentum. They went into the all-star break, having won five of seven rolling a little bit and then coming out of the breaks have or out of the break, have spun the tires a, a little bit starting zero and three, we mentioned, you know, a close overtime loss to Milwaukee. You can absolutely, uh, you know, come to terms with that one, but starting the second half with losses to uh, Cleveland and, and Chicago is, is not the way you want to start out the second half, and I think it's paramount for the Wizards over the next few games, some of which are winnable to, to
2: prevent this three-game losing streak from becoming a, a bigger slide. Yeah, I think they're just kind waiting of for, waiting for a breakthrough moment. I mean, Cleveland, they blew a lead, which you never want to see. Um, but that team, you know, it's the first game for J.B. Bickerstaff as the head coach or an interim, like those teams, it, it's very difficult to win those games. Those teams always – go to bat for the new guy they want him to succeed you move on to chicago i it seemed almost like a we they're super injured you know they need a lot of players to step up to beat us almost too much of confidence in that game then milwaukee you know it's like we're the underdog um so i think it's just staying level-headed back to what they were before the break Mm -hmm. you know take in your success appreciate it be proud of it but remember that you are a 20 win team with a lot of young players and um, take that mindset into every single game, be the underdog in every game and think you will win a lot more games that way. Um, but again, it's a young team. You're going to be inconsistent. This team has struggled and struggled on the road the last two seasons because they're young. That factors into it as well. So,
0: yeah. and you mentioned the road, the wizards are going to be going on a four game West coast road trip here in a few days though of their two west coast road trips not the not the most difficult of the two there's some winnable games it'll it'll go uh utah golden state uh sacramento and, and portland not easy by any means those trips never are but uh you know they're not playing four straight milwaukee's uh they will they will have their chances uh one more stock up how about shabazz napier uh very very much overshadowed by what bradley beal has done in the last two games but against milwaukee napier goes for a a season high 27 points on 10 of 17 shooting uh was really key to uh sustaining some of the production when the bench unit came in he did play 36 minutes uh which was you know the most he's played with this wizards team by 20 minutes or so so um we're starting to see
1: him ingratiate himself with this rotation a little bit and it's been promising yeah i think the veterans on this team are familiar with shabazz throughout the years and they know what he can do and i think that that's that's helped him too i think he stepped in and and guys like john brad um, are aware ish are, are aware of how he plays and what he's what he's about and i think we're seeing it he has a really polished offensive game he's a good ball handler he dished out quite a few assists as well in that Milwaukee game. He's just got a good feel for the game. He's a really smooth player. And, you know, playing next to Brad, he's a threat with the ball in his hands. You have to you have to pay attention to him. He can burn you. He can take somebody one-on-one. And having that threat next to Brad, next to others, um, who can also be a willing passer. Um, we've watched that. I'm not saying that he's John Wall, but we've watched John Wall be that kind of a threat. Somebody who can take somebody one-on-one, but who is also a very smart passer a smart observer of the floor um Shabazz has those qualities and I think we've seen it be really really helpful for the Wizards in the Milwaukee game it was incredibly helpful
2: yeah I wouldn't be surprised if you see Shabazz start alongside Brad moving forward maybe not you know Wednesday against Brooklyn but coach Brooks kind of alluded to it before the Milwaukee game and it has to do a lot more with how Ish was gelling with the the second unit, which I understand. I think it gives Troy Brown more of an opportunity to have the ball in his hands. It gets Bertans more open. Um, it, it just <clears throat> makes more basketball sense. And so I think they want to get back to that. Um, especially cause these teams are really letting Ish shoot as his numbers would say, let Ish shoot, not Brad or Rui. Um, so you put Shabazz in that equation. I think it balances the offense and defense a little bit more too, because Jan and Bong are in there mainly for their defense. So yeah
0: regardless of how those rotations play out credit to, to napier he's created options for the coaching staff and that's you know when you when you make trades like they did at the deadline adding a little bit of depth and young players to evaluate what you just want you want options you want flexibility and things like that and uh he has made that uh made that the case for for this wizards coaching staff all right wizards fans up next we have an interview with wizards assistant coach robert pack All right, Wizards fans. We're joined now by Wizards assistant coach Robert Pack. Coach, thanks for taking the time to join us. No bro. So I, I think for any Wizards fan that watches a game closely, they can pretty easily see you on the sideline. You're you're pretty active. You're you're a vocal uh, leader of this team. To to peel the curtain back a little bit for Wizards fans, what, how would you define your role on a game night on the sideline?
3: On the game night, you know, going into the game, you know, I'm I'm our offensive coordinator, so um, I'm always like preparing, you know, for other team defensive schemes and how we can attack, how we can best put our uh, players in, in position to, to be successful offensively. So um, that's going into the game and then on the game, you know, just sometimes you got to make adjustments. So I'm always looking for that, you know, giving guys tips. You know, we have a lot of young players, so just making sure guys are. Remembering some of the ATOs that Coach are putting in, getting them to make sure they're in the right position and, and they understand um, what we're, we're trying to get out of this next play just so they, they can have success. So, you know, I'm, I'm an energetic guy. You know, obviously was a point guard, so I've always
0: been used to you know, trying to you know help guys and, and get guys in the right spot. So that that's, that's the energy I bring on, on the sidelines. Yeah. See. So for the first couple months of the season, the offense was one of the best in the league, top five for – you know, across a lot of metrics, that has stabilized a little bit throughout December and January. The team went through a ton of injuries that you know you guys had to shake things up. But the offense has been pretty consistent uh, as one of the strengths of the team this year. How would you evaluate things thus far? Well,
3: I, I, I think it has. Um, I don't think anyone thought that we we'll would be where we are offensively. Um, we knew what we were preaching offensively is just to you know play with pace, um, play for each other. Um, you know, share the ball, be unselfish, and unselfish is just not, you know, we just would pass each other sometimes just making a hard cut or making a hard run that you're sacrificing yourself for your teammate. and we, we, we won't try to establish that before the season starts into training camp, and I think it's carried over, and I think because we've we've kind of established that even when we've had injuries, we've, we've established the identity of playing a certain way, and even when we've been down a man, we've been able to play
1: How many, how many guys – I mean, we've seen so many players on this team, specifically from training camp. I remember we talked to Troy in training camp, and we just asked him – I remember asking him, like, what is it about this team that can make make defenses concerned? And, and how many guys have taken that next step this year? I think Troy is one of them. Uh, how many guys have taken just a – maybe it's a little step offensively as scorers that obviously around guys like Brad – um, Rui has a pretty developed scoring game for a rookie but around a, a star like Brad how many guys have taken maybe a, a, the, the next step to being a real threat um, offensively and how has that helped this team make, take another step forward uh, as a, as a high powered scoring team I think you have to look at this season in, in, in different phases because we've had so many different situations throughout
3: the year um, you starting off with a young team, then you you, you go with the, the the injuries that we've had, and then we've had to put guys in different roles. We have to bring guys up from from the G League and, and play. So every every at different points of the season, guys have had some success, and, and has um you know a little less at different points. But I think from a confidence standpoint, each and every guy that's gotten in there has gotten confidence because of the, the opportunities they've gotten, and they've shown flashes of, of improvement. And I, I think that's what from here and the rest of the season will be about is to see we can get some consistency, especially with the health wise, so we can see where guys can um, really um, um, be be effective, you know, going in, into next season. So um, I, I think at every at different points of the season, guys have had some highs, and I think we'll uh, we'll continue to see improvement out of a lot of our
0: young guys throughout the rest of the season. You mentioned evaluating it in different phases. Let's say this phase is the last three games since coming back from the break bradley beal we're recording this uh on uh on tuesday bradley is coming off back-to-back 50-point career-high games um unbelievable performances in each we've talked a lot about him as a leader and how much pride he takes in bringing a, a certain level of competition every night but from an actual basketball standpoint how much does what what he does on the court help with the development of the younger guys I, I, I think I think it helps, it helps a lot.
3: I mean, you know, he's what he does is show these these guys, you know, being in his spot. He's the 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 bullseye is on him every night. The teams know that he's one of our our, our top players. Um, they they strategize and game plan around him. And I think with him playing, continuing to play with with confidence and and, and not being discouraged about the situation, you know, he's getting double teamed, he plays through it, and it allows guys to be, he encourages them to to be confident and to step up and make plays, you know, because he knows the double team is coming. He encourages guys to get open. I'm going to get off it, to you, you guys be ready to make the next play, and I think that's given guys that 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 freedom and confidence to, to to take their game to the next level. And I think that by him being that way and, and, and encouraging, and particularly in these last three games, uh, it's been great for the, for our young guys. So,
0: speaking of the young guys, you have uh, you know gone through a couple different teams over the course of your coaching career. Uh, each with a, a different set of challenges. This one is very young player centric. Even last year was was very veteran centric. How does your approach change based on you know, the age and experience of the the players you're working with? Well, he, he, when, when there's no skips, that can be steps. When it um, uh, no no steps can be skipped. When when it comes to young guys, uh, they have
3: they haven't seen it they haven't seen some coverages they haven't seen some schemes they haven't been in a lot of situations so everything is is, is step by step you know with with the, with the younger guys and no matter how much you prepare them once they're in it it's going to sometimes be the first time so you never know how they're going to respond and you just hope that you know they, they learn from it we have a veteran team they, they've seen some of these these situations they've been in it and you can get further along and whether it's your office it's
0: So this actually isn't your first time coaching with Coach Brooks. You spent a couple years with him in Oklahoma City. I think he gets a lot of credit for how well he works with young players and helps to develop them. What would what would you say about him in terms of his ability to to lead some of the young guys? Oh, he, He's great. I mean, you're
3: right. I've been with him two um, two times now. It's my second time with him, and um, both times I've been able to see, you know, and, and learn from him and how he how patient he is with with guys and how he. In, in different settings and things different situations he creates and
1: are your early impressions i know that, that we've had a few games with the with the two new guys now napier and, and robinson but especially from a point guard perspective last night it, it was easy to get easy to get lost and caught up in in bradley beal's performance um but shabazz coming off the bench was, was really outstanding he has a really just a, like a smooth feel for the game and it's really fun to watch but i, w- I want to know from your perspective how he's integrated into this team. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Ish this year and how really good he's been as a veteran for this team and as a leader and at times as a scorer, taking on a big workload, but what are your impressions of Shabazz? And, and obviously, Jerome, he has so much growth left ahead of him, but um, for the two new guys, how have they really integrated into this team? Uh, maybe on, on both ends of the floor, in the locker room, things like that. It's, it's hard to join a team uh, midseason. It's definitely hard, it's hard eh?
3: You know, coming in and just trying to find your way, find your voice. Sometimes, especially Shabazz, who's who's been around, to be able to find a voice as a leader mm-hmm. and as a point guard, so to be able to um, control the offense, control the floor games. Um, it, it, it sometimes it takes a while, and he's been able to do it. You know, um, uh, you know, fairly quickly here, um, which you've seen in the first couple of games. You know, he he, he had you know, came out the first game and really exploded. and He's kind of. Balanced out last night he had a good one and I think you know he, he showed last night his ability to be able to have an impact on the game on both ends of the floor mm-hmm. and I think it just sometimes takes a, a few games and when you're in this you have your last 29 games and you, you everything you know it, all eyes on you because you're, you're in a similar situation where you, you could be in, in the hunt um you know it gets magnified but it, it takes a little little while to Able to make those adjustments, I think last night hopefully is a sign of him being more comfortable um, with offense, how he can get his his shots, how he can get other guys involved, and he can just just let his natural game flow. In Jerome's case, he's a very athletic, talented young kid that is, is going to, you know, obviously have to shake off his situation from last year, um, where he was with the, with the Clippers, and just relax and just and just play. I think he'll he eventually, you know, find his groove
1: and the way his natural skills and ability will be able to shine through. And the other thing about Shabazz that I think is underrated, a lot of people watched him in college. They know him as a big-time scorer, a big-moment player from that kind of exposure. But he can be quite the defender and quite the, I think, the pest defensively, despite being a smaller guard. How, How often in practice is it preached that, like, you know, the, getting defensive stops and getting mismatches in transition, all those things, how big of a part of the offense do do you guys want that to be as part of your identity? And how have you kind of seen that confidence grow when a few stops happen and a few quick baskets happen that it can really just change really the entire the complexion of the game? That's a big part of it. We,
3: we, we It's a big part of it. We want to get stops and get out and run. We, we preach that all the time. We want to get out and run and score off turnovers. We can be disruptive on the defensive end, and, and with uh, our athletes. We have good push guys in Shabazz as well as Ish. We can really get it up the floor. We have that, you know, wings that can get out and run, and, and that, that's, that's a big part of our offense. You know, I'm always, you know, tracking that, seeing how we, we convert in, in open court, and uh, want to take advantage of that. That's a big. We want that to be a big
0: part of our, our offensive um, scoring. Is to be able to defensively get stopped, get out and run, and convert. All right, Coach. Well, we know you're a busy guy down there catching some go-go action today. We don't want to take up too much more of your time. So thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks. My pleasure. Thanks, Coach. All right, Wizards, that will do it for us today. As we mentioned, Wednesday night against the Nets, the Wizards are at home before embarking on a four-game West Coast road trip uh, beginning Friday night in Utah. That trip will obviously feature game against the jazz and then matchups against the warriors kings and blazers uh the wizards are back at capital one arena on march 6th against the atlanta hawks that'll do it for us today